often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 500. 500. It's a lot of episodes. And 10-year anniversary. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht. Once again, here inside the Slapbox penthouse. It marks almost a year in the penthouse. Not quite, though. Not quite. But it's 10 years of the podcast in episode 500, motherfucker. That's some pretty crazy shit pretty crazy shit been doing this a while i did uh get a few clips ready thought i'd have a few clips but i i really it's of the first mainly like first year i haven't cut like best of clips in a while i feel like i probably should have had more like the highest number here i have on here is from uh episode 161 i believe yeah Episode 161. So that was a long time ago. That was a couple of years ago. And, uh, I mean, I could have. It's hard for me. Like, the, the, the glory days for me were that really that first year. And, uh, it really to have any of the last two years seems crazy. I don't, I have no clue what I would choose from that because it's mainly just me on the mics for the last two years. The pandemic years. Yeah, not quite as exciting to me. Not quite as exciting. There's uh, (laughs) a... I did have a great week, though. It was uh, not only 10-year anniversary, but also my birthday since it was St. Pat's. The very first episode of the Slapbox podcast was recorded on St. Pat's 10 fucking years ago. 2012, baby. 2012, St. Pat's. We recorded the first episode in Shelley's apartment above what then was Fiona's diner and uh, in uh, Edwardsville, Illinois, the old Fiona's. We would uh, pop down there all the times, get some uh, euros, which I love me a euro. Since uh, both of us actually used to work in uh, a Greek restaurant, we used to get euros all the fucking time. And then, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, we'd go to Fiona's, get some euros, and then uh, thinking back, man, it's, whew, it's been, you know, 10 years. Trying to remember 10 years back is it's getting harder. I'm an old man now. It's I just took a Red Bull to hopefully spark some memories. Maybe I should have gotten some PBR because that's part of the origins of the Slapbox podcast. We would uh, get like a 12-pack, I guess, or more <laughs> of a, a sixer. Maybe a six pack. I don't know. We would get bottles of PBR, whatever we could get. And the uh, I apologize. The cat is still freaking out over there. I tried to calm him down a little bit, put some videos of some squirrels without any sound behind me. Hopefully, he'd meow less. Because for whatever reason, he was wanting to meow a lot tonight. Maybe because I've been gone the last few days, and he's a little excited. I might just have to put him out of the room. Damn it, I might have to, or put a room. Oh. You know what, I might have to just pause, pause for a minute, and figure out the cat situation. All right, he's outside the door now, so at least maybe his meows will be slightly muffled. (laughs) Ah, good times, good times. 
Where were we? Uh, so yeah, ten years trying to remember back how that all originated. I had just gotten out of working at a radio station job out in uh, Moscow Mills. It was Westplex 100.7 and uh, 94.1. They, they had an AM channel, but I didn't end up doing a whole lot on the AM side uh, that was kind of more at the end of that. But I would uh, board up mainly for the Rascals, the River City Rascals baseball games. Fun times. But uh, as that was coming to an end, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to uh, – the people were cool there, and I just knew that I wasn't ever going to make a whole lot of money at that radio station. And I was pretty much just going to be a board up the entire time of being there. <laughs> and uh, I was driving back and forth, working a full-time job. Plus that, it was getting tough, man. It was getting really tough. Uh, I was uh, not getting much sleep. <laughs> and I wanted to, you know, experiment a little bit with uh, other stuff. I wanted to keep using my broadcasting. You know, I paid for a school at the broadcast center, and I had to, I had to keep going with it. I had to do something. And uh, I wanted to do, like, a lot of, uh, oh, did not mean to, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be in the audio. I'm hitting keys on my keyboard, didn't mean to, and it making making sounds, making loud sounds. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I had uh, recorded a bit for, like, Tom and Jeff podcast uh, that I played, uh, I guess, a couple of years ago now, but... They had, uh, unfortunately, Tom West, one of the guys from Tom and Jeff, had passed away in, what, 2020 or 2021 now, which uh, I talked about that whenever that happened. I believe it was a heart attack. Uh, that sucked. I love Tom and Jeff both. Uh, Tom, or uh, Jeff is uh, still on the point now with uh, the Rizzuto show. But uh, <clears throat> Jeff Burton, that is. Which I haven't seen him in years. Uh, Shelly likes to go to the uh, point events, so he sees him quite a bit. But uh, he's had uh, about some bouts with cancer. And, uh, he's and, uh, still holding on. As uh, it was a uh, f- great doing a bit for those guys. But anyway, I did a production bit where I cut up. Uh, they had Care the Lesbian on, um, like every Wednesday, I think it was when they did the Tom and Jeff podcast after they got fired from the point, and it was all unedited. And they had her talking like Sarah Palin because Sarah Palin just had a book out at that point. Pretty sure she didn't write it herself. <laughs> Pretty sure she had a ghostwriter. Uh, but uh, I think it was Nick Cage. Nick Cage is the ghostwriter, right? <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, I made a, a bit. I cut up all this audio of Kara uh, talking like Sarah Palin and uh, made a a little bit of a part. Hell, I'll just play it. I got it loaded up already. Why not? I'll just play it. Moose Knuckle Publications brings you the new Sarah Palin biography, Rogue Eskimo Orgy. Now on audiobook, voiced by Kara the Lesbian. I'm Sarah Palin. Lick my pussy. You will hear about Sarah's fondness for the Alaskan wilderness and all of its creatures. I love Moose Pussy. Find out how Sarah gets on top of every situation. I need to fuck something and fuck something now. Get an in-depth view of Sarah's personal war on drugs. Cut me up another rail of that blow. 
In this biography, you will also learn how Sarah dishes out commands, Palin style. That pussy ain't gonna lick itself, eat that fucker! And you will get a first-hand account of what it felt like to lose the White House to a black man. Oh yeah, shove that large black cock in my ass. Pick up the new Sarah Palin biography, Rogue Eskimo Orgy, at a truck stop near you. Oh yeah, so that was like uh, still, I guess, the most famous thing I've somewhat known for. As uh, I I cut that bit together and uh, sent it off to Tom and Jeff, and they ended up playing on their podcast, and that was exciting to me because I listened to Tom and Jeff for fucking years, and uh, <clears throat> I didn't really know them. A lot of the people I worked with at the radio station and stuff were good friends with both of them. I knew them very well, especially Tom. Um. And uh, now I hear the cat. <laughs> Damn it! But uh, I the, at that time, like they had like a couple hundred thousand downloads to each podcast, so like a lot of people got to hear that. It was really exciting for me, and that they were pumped about it. But then uh, I wanted to do more like that and do a lot of production stuff at the time. This is uh, right at, right at about the time I I quit the radio station. I, this is like right at the end of that. Because I, you know, I was just burnt out from not sleeping much and driving constantly, uh, and uh, but I wanted to continue doing like broadcasting stuff, radio esque, and uh, like doing that bit was great. I enjoyed. It was super fun to make, and like uh, I wanted to do more for Tom and Jeff, but then I don't know if I just had Jeff's old email or something, but I sent him this other. One about Father Cumstein, because Tom West used to joke about Father Cumstein. As you know, there's a very long history of uh, Catholic priests uh, fondling and molesting children. It's kind of kind of a thing, kind of a thing, kind of a thing. And uh, he would always refer to him as Father Cumstein. Um, so I did a, a a bit that I I felt like I was afraid I went too far with it. It was Father Cumstein's Chapel of Terror. And uh, it was like it, you experience the real life. Uh, it's the real life experience of an altar boy. That was like the, the theme of the haunted house. So you're getting like molested in the haunted house. Um, so it, it got a little bit, a little crazy. And then, uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll play that too. Uh, even though it's not part of the Slapbox podcast, but it, it's the origins had they responded to this maybe i would have just kept making stuff for tom and jeff and then maybe not started a podcast but uh here it is this halloween my child the devil is inside of you experience real terror there is only one way to remove the devil you must suck on the body of christ until the holy batter of life has been released. And then, you must wash it all down with some Jesus juice. Father Cumstein's Chapel of Terror! You haven't experienced real fear until you've had your shit sleep cramped by a man with a claw. Experience the real life of an altar boy at Father Cumstein's Chapel of Terror! Kids under 12, get in free. Adults, 20 bucks, get you plowed in the back door. Father Cumstein's Chapel of Terror, located right next to the Chuck E. Cheese on Manchester Road in Ellisville. You have been cleansed, my child. 
So yeah, I f- I was afraid when I didn't get a reply back on that. I was like, oh shit, maybe I went too far. They were uncensored, you know. And <laughs> I was like, fuck. Even if I went too far, maybe they, you know, at least send me an email. But I think I sent it to like maybe Burton's old email or some shit. And then, uh, but I ended up meeting them after we had started the podcast, I believe. Maybe it was before. I guess it was before we started the podcast. I was still like 30 years old. And I, I was like met them, and they were both super cool. And Scotty Boom Boom and Coach and all of them that were there, which I, I, I think I might have met Coach beforehand uh, working at the radio station because he was, uh, he, they, he would go on, uh, a few of the shows, I guess, at the radio station near the end of when I was in there. And, uh, <clears throat> like everybody's super cool. I kind of met, kind of had met Scotty boom, boom, before I had bo- board out for him. He was their producer and, uh, the lead singer of modern day zero. Super nice guy. But, uh, like they were pumped and stuff when I sent him that first sh- shit. And, uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, after I met Jeff, and I was like, oh, I tried to send you this one. I was afraid it was a little too wrong. Wrong. Maybe I didn't hear it. And then I sent it to him again. And he did, I guess I still didn't send it the right thing. And you're back, and then I just like, you know. Then not getting the reply back, that's kind of what led to end up doing the podcast because like, oh, well, fuck it. Let's just, you know, let's do our own podcast. And uh, also, like, Tom and Jeff started becoming censored and more like, Radio, which just wasn't as exciting for me. I mean, I still listen to it all the time. But, man, when they were uncensored and just everything was raw, it's like, that's good stuff. That's that's the shit. That's my jam. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I uh, would let – like, <laughs> I'm trying to remember back exactly, but I was going and hanging out at Shelley's a lot over in Edwardsville, Illinois. It was like an hour and a half drive for me. But I would do it like almost every fucking weekend. And uh, we would go there and have a few drinks, I guess. Plays. There was a Beatles rock band, I believe they had at the time. We were uh, rocking some of that. There was a lot of rock band Guitar Hero going on. Um, <laughs> I I was dabbling with Absinthe at the time. <laughs> and uh, it was around the time that I think... Uh, Shelly and I had a night with like four loco. We had uh I don't I don't think we were talking about podcasting when doing the four loco, but it was one night we both attempted to drink four loco and we got fucking shit faced off four loco and we're spitting at the end of the night, spitting onto his BMW. Just hacking loogies on it. It was not in the greatest shape, the BMW. Just I would like to point out. If it makes it sound any better that we were hacking loogies on his car. It was not in great shape. Um, I'm sure Leslie probably wasn't too thrilled about that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, it, it was around that time. And we had toyed around with the idea, I think for a little while, before we actually ended up doing a podcast. And, uh, you know, it was a weird thing. Like the first time we recorded it, uh, the first thing we recorded we never ended up actually putting out there um chili and i had uh over at his place 
just just to get comfortable. I set up. I got a couple of mics. I think initially I just had two. And set him up over at his place. And we just tried to get comfortable talking on microphones, which is fucking weird when you're not used to doing it. It's really fucking weird. Um, which is hard for me to uh, feel that way now because it's just so matter of fact. It's For me, it's like, I don't know, breathing oxygen. I do it without thinking. It's... It's not a. <laughs> I feel just the same as I would go take going to take a shit. I am not you know nervous at all. Then again, I know that I'm not like uh, at a big radio station where you know a couple thousand people are gonna hear me or anything like that, or thousands, hundreds, of thousands, anything like that. Um, <laughs> there are people listening to this, but it's not an obscene amount. Maybe that part has uh, <laughs> helps me. I feel like, though, if I were to go into a situation where I knew a lot of people were listening, that I still would not get too nervous since I've been doing this for a long fucking time now. Um, that being said, that that uh, first time, like, it, it was long pauses, and I couldn't tell you what we uh, talked about, but I'm pretty sure I still have the recording. I'll have to go back at some point. I mean, I really should have done it before tonight. But go back and listen to that first recording. It's probably not... Gr- I mean, I remember it not being great and not very interesting to listen to, but... Uh, and we uh, planned before... Like, after that, we are like, okay, let's... You know, we're definitely doing this. And then, uh, like, a week, two weeks? I don't remember what it was. But it was... F- the first official episode was recorded on March 17th, 2012 um so it was right before the world ended if you remember <laughs> it ended that december uh but we uh we recorded that and had mark ping bitch is a uh, uh, shelly's friend that he had worked with at the paper there in edwardsville and he had been uh in bands for i guess decades and stuff mark uh had been in, I believe, several bands, and he told us some crazy stories, Mark, and we watched <laughs> the Kevin Sorbo classic uh, Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury on Netflix. That's going on in the background while we're chatting it up with uh, Mark Ping, and uh, <laughs> that movie's fucked up if you ever watch it. It's a weird fucking movie. It's got the guy, I don't know the the actor's name, but the guy that played Al in uh Tool Time, uh the uh uh Home Improvement with Tim Allen. You know, they had the show in the show Tool Time. Uh he played Al Borland. <laughs> he was in there and it was Kevin Sorbo. Um I guess before Kevin Sorbo went real cra- crazy, cray cray. Uh <laughs> maybe that movie did it. Maybe that movie did it. Uh but uh, the movie's fucking great. <laughs> it's so bad, so bad, but so good. And uh, a lot of weird shit going on in that movie. There's, like, Vietnam parts, and uh, he's also a pool boy. He's killing people. There's It's just craziness. And uh, <laughs> then Mark goes on to tell us a story about his days of, uh, his early days, I guess, of uh, being in a band and such. Um, he might still be in one now. I haven't, I haven't talked to Mark in a long time. Um, 
But he was talking about uh, <laughs> like going to a mall. I think he went to a mall and met this girl, and uh, they uh, they hooked up, and they, he had a hotel room. I guess he was like on tour or something, and I guess things got a little kinky. He ties her up in the bathroom, and I'd have to <laughs> listen to this podcast again. And he forgot about her in there because his manager called and said, like, oh, hey, we got a show, or we we got to go to this party. That's what it was. They were going to a party. He's like, oh, yeah. Then he went, just leaves and forgets this girl's, like, tied up in the bathroom. It <laughs> just fucking takes off. Apparently, I guess she got out. He must not have, like, you know, tied her too bad. She got out, and uh, I guess didn't, you know, press any charges or anything. (laughs) It must not have been too hard to get out of there. But I remember that being, like, a pretty crazy way to, like, start out. And then the second episode was nuts because there was a party over at Jackman's house where the Slapbox Bunker used to be and where I'd lived for over a decade. Um, But uh, we had uh, Dylan... Smashing cans with this cock, I should point out. And that wasn't like something set up for the podcast. It just so happened to be at a party before the podcast. Dylan had attempted to smash cans with his dick. He had a massive dick. There was a a, a moment at the party where uh, uh, Jackman uh, had talked about his old roommate Fitz and it had like a massive cock. And he's always just... Uh, in a, in awe, I guess, of massive cocks. And then, like, how great it must be to have a massive cock. Meanwhile, Dylan, of course, we've been already been drinking for quite a while at this point. Dylan wakes up kind of out of, <laughs> and, like, passed out. And he's just like, oh, man. Yeah, having a large cock's not that great. You know, not all girls can take it. You know, you end up hurting them and stuff. And then, then he's like, uh, I can't smash cans with it. <laughs> like Kurt's like, well, let's see this. <laughs> let's see this now. You can't say that and not show us. And uh, to this day, I guess, not that I go around seeing a lot of cocks, uh, hard cocks around me, <laughs> but it's the largest cock I've seen in person. Um, he whipped this thing out, and <laughs> he's trying to smash these cans. But he was having a hard time because, like, he was having stage fright. I guess he was having a hard time getting it, getting it hard uh, with us all, with how drunk he was, and plus us all staring at him. Which I don't think it was us staring. I think it was the drunkness that made it difficult for him to get it up at that night. But uh, after we had recorded the first episode, and I should mention too that uh, we didn't actually post the first episode until April twentieth, which is you know four twenty pot smokers holiday plus i ate off hitler's birthday that had nothing to do with also columbine i believe happened on that same day as well as uh us getting war with uh, kosovo all on the same day just uh nothing there was no reason for it just so happened to be that be was the saturday or sunday whatever it was that i ended up posting it had nothing to do with any of those things i would like to point out <laughs> um but we posted it because i wanted to wait to post it until we had a couple in the can. And I waited until we had recorded like two episodes. Of the, like, so we'd already recorded the second episode, I guess, by this point. 
And the second episode, of course, is Dylan smashing these cans. And, uh, yeah, it, the, the party for that one, that was awkward. Because uh, <laughs> I knew I knew Dylan was going to be over there. We were, had this party planned. And uh, I knew he was going to be smashing the cans. I'm like, we just started doing this podcast. Got to get him on. Got to have him smash these cans. Even though it's an audio podcast, it seemed like I have to record this and somehow make something of it so so i did it was uh <laughs> it was it was a little crazy as uh i didn't know how going to with a, like a really good plan <laughs> i just last minute like seconds before decided i'm gonna try to do a howard cosell and do a play-by-play of him masturbating and trying to get his dick up enough to where he can smash cans with it and I sat at a very small table across from Dylan where I played uh, porn on my laptop to help him uh, get her up. And I, I you know, I, I asked him what specific, you know, like what, what female would he like and stuff. You know, I got tried, tried to help him out as much as I could without actually fluffing him myself. Um, so I just gave him what the porn he wanted. And uh, it was, I don't remember what actress he chose. But, uh, I mean, it wasn't any weird porn, um, fortunately or unfortunately, whatever way, way you want to look at it. <laughs> uh, but it was a little distracting for me to, all of a sudden, like, I've never really, before that moment, really worked on a Howard Cosell impression. Or really since. Or really since. And uh, I've tried to do a Howard Cosell impression, and i I'd never really done play-by-play. When I uh, board out for the Rascals games, I listened to a lot of play-by-play. You know, I talk to the announcers in between breaks and stuff, so I, I I know some things to say if you're talking about baseball, but not really what to say when someone's masturbating in front of you. Yeah, it was just, and I was hoping he would spit on it to get a little audio. He did not, so I tried to mix in a little audio of some liquid in there, which just didn't sound good. Didn't sound good. Uh, he went dry, and that bothered me a little bit. That bothered me a little bit. It's like giving yourself an Indian burn. What the fuck are you doing? Get it wet, man. I've always thought the wetter the better. But I don't know. I don't have a massive cock. Maybe he had, like, really thick skin down there, and it, I don't know. I don't know, but I wouldn't recommend it. Would not recommend doing that that way. Uh, but as it was, <laughs> I'm sitting across from this guy at this small table where he's just jerking it. This what, I think he said it was, like, eight inches. And it was a thick, it was a girthy cock. Very girthy cock. And it's like the eye was staring right at me. Just pointed directly at my face. As I'm talking like the ghost of Howard Cosell. Dylan. Trying to get himself ready to smash these cans. Strokes his cock up and down. He's not using any liquid. No lubrication here tonight, folks. But I, I, I feel like that was better than what I, the whole thing I did for that, um, because I was just didn't know what to say, <laughs> didn't know how to describe things as they were happening. I would hope that I would do better now. I mean, I don't have a, like a line of guys outside the door ready to smash some cans with their cocks, so I can't really. <laughs> Try it out, I guess. But I would, I think I'd at least be good at color commentary. I don't know that I, you know, good at just doing play by play. 
color commentary, I'm, I might be all right at. Maybe like a... I'd be a good Ed McMahon, like a sideman and stuff. Maybe not <laughs> the guy driving it, you know. Uh, but uh, anyway, so yeah, that was episode number two. And also, like, the, it didn't end up being that long. And he, d- for the record, he did achieve his goal. He smashed cans. He smashed, like, eight or nine cans with his dick, like beer cans, and did this hammerhead move where he <laughs> shot the uh, can off his cock because it would, like, wrap around his cock when he hit it, when he did the hammerhead, and then he'd have to, like, shake it off, which seemed really risky, man. What if, like, the... The can tears a little bit, and then it cuts your dick, man. That's some thin skin down there. You're going to bleed a lot. Well, fucking aluminum can rips through it. Seem risky. Seem risky. But Tony, who I... <laughs> one of my old roommates then, she was an EMT, so I figured she'd, she'd probably know what to do if uh, Dylan there ripped his cock open and uh, ble- started to bleed out. Um, so it didn't happen, though, so we were good. And uh, that's also, um, I went to Shelly's after, the week after, I guess. And because, yeah, I mean, it was a month I had after we had recorded the first one before we started releasing them, really. And that party happened before uh, episode two, obviously, when we recorded that. I don't remember how many, I think we just had two ready, the first two ready by the time I posted the first one. And the party happened one weekend, and I think the next weekend is when I went over to Shelly's, and because I didn't have enough for really for a full episode with that, so we had went and saw Kevin Pollock one night, and I think the next night or something like that, we had seen Bill Maher. I want to say we had seen like two comedians, like kind of like back to back, but like the the Pollock stuff was fun. What are the casinos and stuff? Lumiere. I think that's still like one of my bet, possibly my favorite. Stand up set, you know, uh, just because the it was a real small club. We were sitting up front and uh, meeting him afterwards. He was super cool. The the Super Trooper guys were really great too. Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy. Saw so years later. Um, but <laughs> so we had had that night, and then Shelly had found like a vibrator out in the parking lot of the Lumiere and like chased people with it. And then then we finished uh, the the uh, did like a more to episode two kind of talked about what exactly happened and shit and like uh, finished it up and then <laughs> from there I mean we had some good times uh, the, like that was the early days that's when shit was like super exciting like uh, when we had uh, Danny on for the first time it was like we had to have uh, <laughs> our idea was we wanted to get a drag queen on and Mark was really selling it up that it was like oh I, I know it was somebody that, like a drag queen and stuff. Um, and we wanted it, we wanted to have all, cause we didn't really, at the time, neither one of us really had gay male friends. Like I've known several or had friends, uh, I guess a few friends that were, uh, uh, lesbians and stuff, but like, we didn't have any like real close friends that were, uh, <laughs> gay men to, uh, to have on. We wanted to give like a drag queen, you know, and we thought it would be good for the show. And uh, <laughs> we wanted to ask, you know, all kinds of just horrible questions. Uh, you know, inappropriate. 
that in a normal context. Uh, and uh, Mark was really selling up Danny and just like, oh yeah, drag <laughs> drag queen and all this stuff. And then we we were nervous, like also from the way like Mark was selling it with Danny, we were like we were really nervous, like having him come over into into the whole thing. And apparently Danny was super nervous, like coming on too. And uh, we <laughs> Danny was not a drag queen for uh, just for the record. He turned out super cool. Uh, we love Danny, but uh, the the episode it was like one of the early ones. Um. And uh, we ended up cutting. We talked to Danny for a couple of hours. It was like three hours or something like that. Cut up into like two episodes. And uh, we were asking him about if he'd ever been torn and all that stuff. You know, like in the asshole. <laughs> talked about. It was like we had never, you know, thought about, you know, there was, uh, you know, I come from a smallish town in Missouri. There's a lot of homophobia in here, and unfortunately, we were maybe not ni- the nicest people to uh, kids that were uh, gay and such as children. And uh, there was definitely always like uh, a r- in school and everything that was a lot of people like, "Oh, you're gay," and you know, to to everybody to say that like that was negative and stuff. There was there was just a lot of homophobia around here. And, uh, I don't know, it was like, we wanted to, we wanted to have somebody on and like, uh, really get to know like the, uh, like I don't really hate gay people or anything like that. Or at the time, I mean, I sure as shit don't now, <laughs> but, uh, I've had several uh, gay friends now, but, uh, there's, we, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it was just awesome having Danny on and everything. And then we ended up going to a gay bar with him on my birthday. And I don't remember if it was. <laughs> I don't remember what year that was. But we had had the show going for like a year or two at that point. The first time to JJ's. Oh man. <laughs> that was <laughs> Dan Danny's fun. I tried to get him out to the penthouse and come back uh on for here, but unfortunately like I mean you said he would, but you know, I mean people are busy and the times we're having now, nobody I mean, I don't want to fucking leave home. Really, just requiring he lives uh somewhere around the St. Louis area, I guess. I'm like, I don't want. I I just drove to St. Louis for two days in a row, man. It it was rough. It was rough. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then on from Danny. I mean, it was the, those early days. We just we just kind of had the lie band. Those guys were fun. Uh, and uh. We went to a couple of their shows. I think they were only on actually one episode, but uh, we went to several of their shows, and uh, it's a, it's a shame that uh, like we didn't end up having like more bands and stuff, and uh, it just it, now it becomes just me on the uh, on the mics by myself. But uh, that's just how it happened. I don't know. Now I feel like I'm just too lazy to go out and try to get people on and stuff. I don't know. It's a weird situation. And, uh, but, uh, like, uh, let's see here. There, here's a good one. I got a clip here from, uh, episode 17. It was down in the slap box bunker. It was over at Jackman's house where I lived in the basement. And, uh, we used to have, this was back when the shit pipe was in there. There was a pipe, big old ceramic pipe going through my bedroom that had shit going through it. You know, it was a <laughs> sewage pipe. We called it the shit pipe. 
And here we go. Here's Barry O, me doing a really awful uh, <laughs> Obama impression. Peeing on people. Peeing on people. Wrong, Wrong or inviting. Uh, oh, it's oh, okay. I get you. Now I'm. It's like a subject. This is uh, this this is close to the heart for uh, I know uh, Biden, uh, Joe Biden. Uh, he likes to pee on people. Actually, he or be peed on. I guess he's a big fan of uh, the golden showers. Um, mainly, uh, he, he likes to do it to himself when he's uh, sitting in the the, the restroom over the athlete's feet, the White House. <laughs> I just got. What was that? <laughs> there is uh, interference upstairs. Uh, probably a Secret Service member got lost, couldn't find the bathroom. <laughs> Maybe they're peeing on each other. Uh, there, there probably is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How long can he do this? <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps uh, <laughs> we do have, uh, 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 you know, good subjects tonight, and I would like to inform that uh, we are very high on uh, vulgar tonight. Yeah. Uh, this uh riding you know. high on vulgar fuck yeah uh, yes intercepted well i i, I noticed uh, now that i look up at the board again uh there's peeing on people pros and cons i guess and necromantic and the other big one of the night is the cum omelet yeah we're uh yes uh, cum omelet <laughs> it's uh, uh that was pretty good <laughs> I don't know if that was good, but you, uh, <laughs> it's high on protein. Very interesting, I guess. Uh, Did you ever do cum omelets back in your Harvard days? Or? Not in the Harvard days. Uh, <laughs> the Senate days. <laughs> there so might have been a few. Just like four years ago. That's you how you met uh, Michelle, right? Uh, cum omelets. Uh, well, I met her back, you know, uh, Harvard days, was it? Uh, yeah. Let's say yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, Harvard days, <laughs> back in the very own... Who's, Barry Owen Hussein's days, the, uh, <laughs> our big hit, Bleed on the Constitution. <laughs> we were, uh, quite the rockers, uh, you know, Just and it, our, uh, kind of our, we have a main topic on the show tonight, uh, uh, it's necrophilia, if uh, you're not familiar, it's, uh, <laughs> Sex with corpses. Tell us all about it, Barry. Oh, that was a classic episode. That was Trebejo in the back. You can kind of hear Leslie in the back there, too, as well. But uh, that was Trebejo. (laughs) The following episode, shit, I I don't know. There's a lot of clips I got here. Uh, Shit, okay, I'll... I'll play a Trebejo here when he tells us about getting hit by the car. It was like the very next episode. I wanted to get to with Matt here. He had a little incident. How old were you when this happened? Like, oh. you know, the incident I speak of. Yeah, we'll get I was to it in uh, a second. Let's I just kind of fif- give a little 15. Uh, it kind of sucked. I was hit by a car. Well, I uh, was going to kind of hide that, but oh. uh, we we can we got a little bit of reenactment here. Yeah. Like, you got a little bit of, uh, so to start out, you, let's take it, you were riding your bicycle, right? Riding my bicycle. You little, we got that going on. Riding along. And then you just hear a little, little bit of maybe, oh, I got it. 
<laughs> I meant to cut the bicycle sound out before that. <laughs> it was, something, it, it like was that. something like that. It was something like that. Let's let's take us through this here. Okay. Um, well, I was uh, I was 15 and a half, about to get my my um, driver's permit actually, and uh, it was probably about a week away from that. <laughs> Still riding the bike. <laughs> I was riding my bicycle down uh, down a two lane highway. Which highway? Uh, highway 47. 47. Yeah, no, right. Washington, Missouri. Yeah, In right, right what county? <laughs> Franklin, Franklin County. County. Meth County. Home of the best. 63090. <laughs> Fuck, how go. long did you have that fucking zip code? You remember that? Oh. <laughs> but yeah. Fuck I'll was, tell your story, asshole. I was, uh, I was struck by a vehicle. Um, was it your fault? No, it was actually it, it a was no It was at daylight at it the was, time? It was about this time of year. Can I ask you a personal question? Go for it. Did you go bowling that day? <laughs> <laughs> no. So anyway, you got... Was your, it a woman driver? You're doing it. No, actually it was a man driving, and uh, they were in their mid-30s. They're not a, bowling. It was, a, it was a husband and wife, I presume. I, I, don't, I never really got to uh, you know, meet them. Because yeah. <laughs> well, didn't you didn't hang out and have drinks. No. Um, well, let me <laughs> let me tell you a quick story about how it went down. You know, I was. Uh, <laughs> this is real quick. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I was. Uh, came was real quick. <laughs> I was uh, crossing this two lane highway, which was under construction at the time, and uh, yeah, now it's uh, four lanes. Yeah, now it's a four lane highway with bike uh, with bike lanes. Thanks to you. Thanks to me. <laughs> if I would never have been hit by a vehicle on this on this road, they probably wouldn't have bike lanes today. So anybody living in Washington, Missouri, if you would like to donate to uh, the Spaz Foundation, your, yeah, the Spaz, Spaz. Foundation that is, uh, <laughs> dude, dude. you're known as Spaz. It should be noted. Well, you want me to just jump right into the story? Well, yeah, go right ahead. Okay. That was the only sound effects I really had. If you want, I could play them again. No, that's all right. <laughs> You're riding your bike. I'm riding my bike. And, uh... <laughs> I'm getting ready to cross the highway. And it's a two-lane highway. There's, there's fucking construction zone going on. So, you know, there's not really much room for me on that side of the highway anyway. So I decided to cross the highway. I look over my shoulder. I didn't see anything. And, uh, well... I didn't see them because they didn't. I, I don't know. They didn't see me either. You know, nothing was seen. Nothing was seen. Your memory's kind of foggy. It's yeah, crazy <laughs> yeah. now. Well, because you uh, got hit by a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever I, I actually heard the car screeching, I was it was literally like a foot away from my leg, and uh, at that time I actually lifted my pedals up. I kicked my pedals one more time to maybe either get across the center line or. To hurry the fuck up. Yeah, basically. to get the fuck yeah. out of the way. Because yeah. I knew at that point, whenever I heard the tire screeching a foot away from me, that there was a car about to hit my ass. And uh, it missed me by just a Cubic fucking... Cubic hair. A pu- yeah, it Cubic was... Cubic hair it was, it was so fucking close. And and I, I if I hadn't kicked my, my pedal one more time, I probably would have lost my whole left leg. Like from the knee down. So what happened, basically? I was I was struck by this vehicle, and it hit my, my back tire of the bicycle and, and, like, everything underneath my ass. And, like, it took the bike, and it the bike flew probably about 100 feet, maybe, or something like that. It was ridiculous. And I flew about 75 feet. 
but I landed before the bicycle landed, and uh, I remember doing like this uh, sonic, barrel roll. Son, barrel it was like a Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> roll. <laughs> roll. That's I mean, better than barrel. On and the ground? Or no, were you it still was, in the air? I was in the air. I remember seeing sky ground, sky ground, sky ground, and like I, I remember thinking, like, oh, I need to get in this fucking position, you know, the fetal position. <laughs> and and I did. I covered my fucking face with my arms and I actually took most of the most of the heat on my shoulder, my back yeah. shoulder and and on my arms. I I mean my shirt. It said uh, keep the faith on it. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Yeah, thank God. Uh, but uh Thank you, Jeebus. And uh Mark Peng loves fucking. He loves. <laughs> whenever, whenever I stood Damn up. Damn it! Whenever I stood up from being hit by this car, I mean, I, I slid on the asphalt. I remember like seeing fucking stars and birds and shit for the first time. I mean, it was like a cartoon. I was like, did this really fucking happen? You know? And I just fucking hit the ground, hit the asphalt, and slid and just. That's all I remember hearing, you know? And. uh the first thing in my head was like, I need to get the fuck off this highway, because uh, I knew it was a highway and it was right in front of the school. Was it dark so, out at this so time? Or after you've been still wait a minute, hold on here. This is crazy. So after you've been hit by a car, yeah, you have the the perception here, the thought of mind here to actually get out of the way of the <laughs> other oncoming vehicles. That is insane. Well, I, I, I commend you, right? That's, yeah, that's, I, that's I remember fucking amazing. I re, I remember it vividly. I mean, it was like. It was probably about this time, you know, where, where the time changes and it gets darker earlier, that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was like 5 o'clock. And my parents were actually out on the river that night. How old were you again? I was 15 and a half. 15 and a half. And, wow. uh A permit age. Yeah. <laughs> and it was actually a week later I was going to get my permit, like that weekend. But uh, <clears throat> I had... Uh, I had been struck by a vehicle and I flew like Sonic the Hedgehog for about 75 feet <laughs> through the air. And uh, I landed. Did you take any monsters out on your way to the probably? <laughs> but uh, I remember, Collect I remember taking most of the most of the hit on my. I, I landed initially on my head, but I had uh, a baseball cap on. I guess that saved my life. I don't even know how. <laughs> but uh, I didn't have any uh, shoulder pads or nothing like that. I was. I was a cool kid. I, I rode with no oh, pads. Oh, I hear you. I was a. I was. Who did long back before, then? Right. I was long before shoulder pads. And oh yeah, shit. and no reflectors, of course. I took and all they that. They wear shoulder pads now. Oh motherfucker! <laughs> Mark Ping is sixty years old, so <laughs> he was long before that too. Yeah. Like he used to walk to school when there was twelve feet of snow on the ground and all that shit. Was there bicycles back then? <laughs> no, just uh, the, tandem. The giant tandem. Front front wheel. <laughs> it was the giant front the wheel. Unicycle. Oh. Unicycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, to, not to cut anybody off there, but, but uh, yeah, like as soon as I got hit, I, you know, I hit the ground and I slid for a good while, and and I remember like the first thing, first thought in my head was like, I need to clear the street, clear the highway, and uh, I I walked up to my bike, and and I remember limping really bad, like my leg was fucked up. You still have asphalt in your knee now. Don't I, you? I do have asphalt in my knee. It's kind of weird uh, looking, but it's still there, but. Uh, I, uh, I I picked up my bike and realized that the back wheel was so warped that it would not even roll. So <laughs> I, I took my bike and just chucked it over the side into the grass. I was like, oh, it'll it'll be fine over there. No one's going to hit it, you know? <laughs> and then the next thought in my head was, oh, I'm going to walk up to the car that just hit me. <laughs> so 
So I'm walking across the highway, and I'm holding my my. You left... went back against the grain. <laughs> I went back against the grain, and I, I walk up to the car with my left hand out, like holding the traffic, the oncoming traffic back. It's like, like yeah, stay back, man. It's, it's like it's like you stiff arm the traffic. <laughs> I stiff arm the traffic, and I'm like I'm like hold on. It's like I gotta talk to these people real quick, you know. And and I walk up to the car that just hit me, and uh, they had their windows down. It was a younger couple. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday. You know, I, I I walk up, put my hands on their on their windowsill. Do you think they were getting like uh, roadhead was going on? Or they anything? were probably fighting over the radio or something. Ah, okay. You know, I mean that's that's how I perceive it. But uh, I, I leaned in, and uh, you know, I'm a 15 year old bloody kid. I just got <laughs> I just got struck by their vehicle. You just vehicle. played Sonic. Yeah, and uh, I walk up to their window, and I'm all bloody. I got fucking shit going all down my face. I'm... My half my clothes are ripped off. I got blood on my leg, blood on my arm, blood on my face. I I look like shit. But I, I lean in and I'm like, "Are you okay?" And that was that story. As uh oh, uh, getting some Windows notifications. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Trebejo, uh that was his story of uh, when he was 15, getting hit by a car. And uh, Trebejo was on like pretty much every one of the early episodes. And Mark Ping was on that one as well. Bitch. Uh, <laughs> it was early days. It was like the first year of the show. We did most of them in Edwardsville. At first, I would only release an episode every other week. Because I couldn't... <sighs> A lot of us, I don't think I could afford to drive to Edwardsville every week, or it was just maybe I didn't really feel like driving to Edwardsville every week. Again, it was like an hour and a half drive, one way. And I'd have to load up all my gear into my car, um, get it there. And it took, like, it took me an hour or so to set up the gear every time. And uh, we'd also, I mean, we'd go out to eat and stuff. We'd... Uh, Maybe have a couple and then uh, go back record after I. It took me like an hour again, like to set up. We'd have uh, record and then it was like an hour to tear down, plus an hour and a half to drive. So it was like an all day event when I would go out the for those early shows. Um, and then it was like after the first year, then uh, Muffin Man um, st- started. We started recording over at Muffin Man's in Union. Maybe this is after the two years. I th- I want to say it was after the first year. I don't know. It's so long ago now, but I know that once that happened, pretty much kept the gear there uh, all the time. Um, well, the the first year though, I still like I had a few where we recorded in the Slapbox bunker, um, which is where I lived at the time. Uh, <sighs> we would do. We started doing. I think we was like there for a little bit, like every other week. It's like bunker then to Edwardsville. Um, but I'd always have to constantly tear the stuff down. I didn't have that much room to have the stuff set up in my room at the bunker. So I'd, I'd still have to set everything up. It was kind of a pain in the ass. It was small. Well, it was like a long room, but kind of, kind of narrow, not the most convenient to do a podcast in. And, uh, so, uh, but then once we started going over to muffin man's house to do it, I just left the stuff set up all the time. We did that for like, you know, six, seven years or something like that, going over to his place. Every week, <laughs> going over to the Muffin Man's. And, oh, man, just a lot of shit happened, you know. I went to, you know, gay bars with Danny 
There was uh, two occasions. Went to JJ's. It's across the street from Ikea up there in St. Louis. You know where Ikea is at? It's across the street. And uh, if you're a straight guy, dude, you know, actually, if you go to a gay bar, dude, you want to build some confidence. You can build some confidence easy at a gay bar. The guys will hit on you and shit nonstop. You feel like you get the idea of what it's like to be a hot girl at at a normal bar, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> where all the dudes want to want to buy the ladies, all the heterosexual bars. You get that the idea, but also too, you might be like, okay, I don't want all this attention. You can you can kind of feel what it's like. I guess I don't know. I'll never be a woman. I don't have well as of right now. I don't have any plans to transition. Um, but, uh, and then my cat is outside the door whining again. Um, <laughs> damn it. I made it almost an hour in, uh, well, I guess I will pause for a second and try to get him to shut up. Uh, hold on. All right. I got him looking out the window now. Got it cracked. Oh shit. Well, <laughs> that had him. I had him. For a little bit. He was distracted. As soon as I sat down and started talking again, I was like, oh, hey, what's going on over here? And he's already at my feet. Hopefully he didn't start biting me soon. This is, uh, <laughs> shit. I thought I thought I had him. I am good here. Uh, Agent Mulder is, uh, yeah, oh, wait a minute. Maybe he's, maybe he's going back. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully he keeps it on the DL. Keeps it, uh, nice and quiet. Oh, anyway... So, uh, so yeah, we, damn it, cat, shut up. <laughs> uh, went to the gay bar and stuff. That was enlightening and, uh, pretty fun. And, uh, Danny was fun to hang out with. Sadly, we never ended up making around to a, a drag show. Um, Shelly's gone to pride, the, uh, pride parade a lot, uh, several times with Danny. But, uh, I never made it out there cause it was always, it's always at the end of the month in June and it's hard for me to take off work at the end of the month. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I've traveled to Europe six times while doing this show. And, uh, it definitely helped me wanting to go over there. Cause I'm like, Hey, this will give me something to fucking talk about. And, you know, I shit the bed in Russia while I was, uh, <laughs> when I went on the first trip and, uh, cat shut up, man. Shut it. Now. <laughs> uh, damn it. He's becoming a real problem here with the the show. Man, I fed him like right before we were on here. And unfortunately, though, he's I think he's just pissed off at me because I fed him at weird times the last couple of days and I was barely home. I just went to the Blues game the other night and then the following night I went to see Tool. Which, side note, <laughs> taking a step back from talking about the history of the podcast here, <laughs> we had an experience, Shelly and I, we were on the Metro yesterday, and uh, there was this guy that got on that I'm pretty sure was on some kind of illegal substance. He seemed a bit out of his mind, but he's like, hey, you, either one of you guys got 60 cents, man, I got I got on a bus. He's already on the Metro, and... Wherever he said he needed to go was apparently, from what Shelley said, was not very far from the metro station. He could have walked there easily. Um, <laughs> I was like, neither one, like, no. We were like, no, no chains, hurry, no cash, whatever. 
And then uh, he proceeds to like keep talking to himself. He's breathing heavy and say, fuck, fuck. Uh, and then he goes to get off at his stop and he asks his lady, you got 60 cents? You got 60 cents? Uh, nope, sorry. And uh, <laughs> he gets out of the train. It's like, mother, hey, any motherfucker got 60 cents? It's just two quarters and a dime. <laughs> it's just like by this point, the t- closed doors. I mean, he's yelling this shit. Like he's ready to rip somebody's head off. Cause they don't, like he needs two quarters and a dime. He says he's got a, having an asthma attack. He needs to get to the hospital. And uh, I'm thinking if if he feels like he's having an asthma attack, it might be some kind of paranoia thing from whatever medication he might be on. Uh, but, uh, he's like two quarters in the time. I was waiting for him to go into like a Sally Struthers, like story here, like for the cost of a meal or for the cost of a cup of coffee, you could have three meals. Uh, we're like, for the cost of postage, man, you can help me out. Two quarters in a dime. But like, <laughs> Uh, I don't know what happened though. The doors closed. We got out of there and then proceeded to go on to the concert. So <laughs> I was worried that, you know, I didn't quite catch what stop he was getting off on. But I was like, man, I don't know what this guy like following us or some shit. Maybe trying to, you know, gank our money or some shit. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> that was our excitement pre-concert. Uh, the concert was good, by the way. The concert was good. Unfortunately, the Blues game, like, it was fun. It was awesome going to see the Blues game. However, they lost in a shootout, which is exactly how it ended the only other time I went and saw a Blues game. And uh, I feel like I might be a bad luck charm for them. But I did get a really sweet green Blues jersey, the St. Paddy's Day Blues jersey. It's fucking nice. Loved it. Spent way too much money, but I really enjoyed the jersey. Anyway, so history of the podcast. 10 years of this stuff. And, uh, yeah, I've, that time I've shit the bed in Ireland or shit the bed in Russia. I pissed myself a little in Ireland. I didn't shit any beds. Just like a dribble, just like a little dribble in Ireland. (laughs) I smashed up a rental car a little bit when I was in Ireland. And, uh, we would every, uh, time I would leave the country the first time, I don't know why we didn't think of it. The first time, but we decided to make a will when I went to Russia because it seemed sketchy then. I can't imagine what they, you know, we'd really want to do this now if I went to Russia because I'd have to sneak in there. Um, But (laughs) we ended up uh, making a will to see who got my shit the first time I went. And we ended up playing, I guess, guess essentially Yahtzee. (laughs) We rolled dice or just to see who had the higher number. I don't remember what it was. How it worked out, but we were playing dice to see who would get my stuff. And then then it occurred to us the next year when I went to Ireland that we should do Russian roulette. And I think initially we might have used an app on a phone for the first will roulette, as we called it. Then uh, the next year, I think, is when we got the second trip to Ireland. We got a cap gun and would use a cap gun to uh, play Will Roulette for my stuff. And that was that was entertaining, I guess. And then my stuff just wasn't as appealing so much as the last couple of years for it. And the last time uh, we played Will Roulette, that was my last trip to Russia. 
which unfortunately I guess will be my last trip ever to Russia, the way it's looking. Unfortunately, the way the horrible stuff that's going on over there. Hopefully, I at least make it to Ireland again at some point. I mean, but uh, I mean, there's a lot of craziness, and then you know, we met uh, a lot of people along the way, and uh, I can't, you know, before I get into like Fiener, I was going to get into Fiener a little bit. I want to play this uh, <laughs> this one bit, or maybe a couple of bits here. There's a uh, this episode 54 here when we had uh, Matt's friend Jen come on who at the time she wasn't a stripper on this when she did the podcast but she was a stripper back in the day and she had stripper friends come on at one point but like we're over at Muffin Man's for this one and she's tried to get us to go to the strip club sadly I wish I would have gone now it would have given me more to talk about but I didn't end up going to the strip club but here we go (laughs) <laughs> and then they have the BJ contest where you that try to blow fun. up a contest a condom. I kind of have a gag reflex, so I think. I <laughs> well, might. see, that's not what it's about, though. You <laughs> blow up this condom, and the first you one to make it, it pop down, wins, and they get one of the that. prizes. I used to play trumpet, so I think I'd be good good at that, actually. <laughs> see, and we if we I go down there later, much, so I, I can make sure that's through. one of the contests and see if you can uh, actually win something. But you have to be able to blow. You got to be able to blow. <laughs> well, I have to put my How? mouth around the condom. That's kind of weird. Just <laughs> think of it good. as like a vagina. You're just blowing in it. Just trying now, to get is this one on. with a lot of spermicide or anything? Do they have a condom that's not so much on the lube? The I mean, well, they the usually open them fresh. There's like, they're younger. not used. Well, 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 I'm just saying some of them have, you know, that's a lot of spermicide. I mean, they're more lubed than others. Is I'm not like exactly. condom? I'm not exactly sure what kind they Sheepskin. use, but. They usually give you the same kind. You put it around this like tube, and then you gotta blow it until it pops. And the well, first so you don't pop, have to put your mouth on the condom then. It's over yeah. a tube, so it's kind of like the breathalyzer. Kind of. <laughs> so you blow until it pops. That sounds fun. And Spazoid, you probably do really good at that jerk off contest. <laughs> they give you like a piece of wood jerk and off. a piece of like sandpaper, and the one that can get the most paint off of it. Wow. Wins. <laughs> so you gotta like jack it off really fast. And usually it's sitting I right mean, between a dancer's legs. So, so it's why would I be Josh, good at I that. put my money on you. Really? I, was say, I mean You jerk off think, so much that you last for like hours and yeah, to where it dries I think, out. Just I think saying. I'm i I'm just gonna say here, uh, He'd I think I'm a shoe in for this contest. <laughs> I would love to see you two go at for that jerk off contest. Would that would be fun. We should all go once this is over. For the record, yeah, I would have dominated completely at that contest. I should have won. Should have went. I mean, I, I could at that time. I would have been unstoppable. The amount I used to jerk off back then was insane. Is insane. How I ever got anything done, which I didn't really do a whole lot. I didn't run at that time. There was like, <laughs> there was there was like almost books written about me about the how much masturbation was going on. I mean, it was. Three to four times a day, easily. I mean, it was it was not right. It was not right. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad for uh, Jackman and Tony. I'm sure they probably went to the basement a few times and heard like, "Oh goddamn it!" I think he's jerking off in there. <laughs> or like when I had my apartment like not too long before that, it was fucking nonstop. Just it's amazing I had any skin on my dick at that point. Like there was a lot of jerking off. 
which I guess, you know, I'll play a little bit of this. Uh, I'd, I'd w- w- play it. Uh, like, I don't want to play too many clips. I've already gone on for uh, quite a while here. But uh, there's a, a short one here. I, uh, a commercial Muffin Man and I did here uh, that we used as a sponsor for a little bit. A fake sponsor, but it was a sponsor. I was starting to think that I was going to be alone the rest of my life. I went everywhere to try to find that special one, and I just couldn't. I went to Petco, PetSmart, even Johnny's Kitten Corral, and I just couldn't find a cat that was going to help me with my needs until I found AdultPetFinder.com, and I met this little girl right here, little Sasha, this orange tabby cat. Love of my life. She loves licking all that jelly off my nutsack. And the way her sandpaper tongue feels against oh the grain of my my shaft is just It's just I know it's right. Adultpetfinder.com for all your four legged fuck buddy needs. I would like to point out that uh I do not do anything to my cat now that I am a cat owner. Um, <clears throat> uh, if I if I do uh, jerk off these days, I, I make sure the cat's out the door. I don't want to do anything sexual with the cat now that I play that sponsor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that little bit was the meow, like that was fun stuff. I didn't pay attention to see if uh, Agent Mulder here like responded to that at all. The meow. Uh there's oh, this, oh, there's so many clips I could play that uh, I'd like to. There's, mm, I'm debating whether which ones I should play here, and uh, I know which one I want to close with. But uh, should I go? Uh, uh, you know what? All right, I'll, I'll go ahead and play a couple of clips here. This uh, this one's uh, when Doctor, the Doctor H. Greenley, uh, was on quite a bit at a point. This is at Muffin Man's episode seventy-two. This one's uh, pretty funny here. It's it's not a real long one. Funny story. I, I didn't know that. Funny story. If we can freely talk about acid, <laughs> go right ahead. Me and three of my it's buddies. It's gonna cost you. Me and three of my buddies decided you don't to care. acid one night, and we just it just so happened to be Monday. We talked about it before. And then uh, we all took it and we're like, fuck, man, it's like 7 a.m. Let's get some breakfast. So we're all like mobbing down the street. There's nobody on the road downtown. And we walk up and literally nobody, no cars, nothing. We walk up to the door and like on the lock and look up. And just as we did that, this old man walking by, hands in his pockets with the hat on, closed on Tuesdays. <laughs> out of nowhere came and just walked right by us I've done and that. kept walking. We all just looked at him. Looked at each other and ran back to my fucking house as quick as we could. I've done I've done that fucking so many crazy. fucking times though. Fucking like gone there on been, Tuesdays. Yeah, been fucked up and gone there on Tuesday morning. Like God damn it. Where, you and go? Did some old guy Talons come up behind you? Oh, never had that. Never had the old guy. And it was weird because there was no one. We're all tripping, so we're all looking like you know, you know, if anyone. There was here. probably hundreds. I don't know of if anyone here around, has done. Uh, I think. Acid. I think it's the majority of people that have done that. Many times. I'm probably the only person that hasn't. That's what I was saying. 
There, there was probably 200 people around. You just couldn't see him. No, there because was there yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, None of us are sure that that old man even existed. <laughs> but you right. also... Because we didn't even see anybody or any cars on the way home either. <laughs> he was the only thing we saw from he three blocks one way and three blocks the other way. Closed on Tuesday. <laughs> and he was bobbing his head like a... Closed on Tuesday. With hands in his pockets all hunched over and shit. Didn't even look at us. He was just trying to fucking help you out, straight, Like, looking straight forward. And then, he, and then he disappeared out of nowhere, right? No, he did not disappear. He kept... And we disappeared. Oh. We took the fuck off because that shit was freaky. Yeah, that, that was... I don't know. I just love that one. Like, I was talking about the guy bobbing his head and stuff. It's great. Close it on Tuesdays. Uh, but, uh... Yeah, I don't really want to play the Leave It to Game. That one's like, if you want to hear that one, it's on our website, theslapboxpodcast.com. And uh, that, uh, the Leave It to Game was a classic one, but I played it a lot through the episodes. But if you go to the website and then go to Sketches tab and then go on there, it'll like leave you to Leave It to Game. I made a sketch with Trebejo. We basically crafted thing, the thing together, and it was uh, serial killer Ed Gein. Ended up uh, trying out for the Packers' defense, and uh, and that's what uh, became a cheesehead carving. I don't remember. Uh, that was the name of the episode of Leave It to Game was cheesehead carving. We had intended to keep making them, and it never ended up tra- uh, happening. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, the, the last one I really want to get into is <clears throat> I don't remember what year it was. Uh, I'll have to pull up the website here but uh, uh i feel like the first episode uh let's see pull up 110 here uh we had Fiener that was on the show quite a bit at one point um see this is 2014 when he had this great story um Fiener is uh, his name was uh, Jeff Wilkinson and uh, he had met uh, Shelley there in uh, <laughs> Edwardsville. And uh, the first time we had him on was a party, and it was before episode 110. I don't, I don't remember how much before that. I want to say it was like 90, episode 90-something. 90 not not certain on that. Uh, but <laughs> unfortunately, he passed in 2020. And ironically, I guess it was, he got hit by a car. I don't really know any of the details. I don't know if it was intentional or what, what exactly happened. I just know he was hit by a car and it was like, he had recorded another episode with us or with me, like, like the week before or something like that. I mean, it was not long after I had talked to him actually. And, uh, I hadn't talked to him, I guess in a couple of years. Um, and he, he listened to the podcast all the time. He was a big fan of the show. And, uh, so I guess he didn't really show up until like two years into the podcast or so looking at this about two years in (laughs) anyway, um, it was, it was crazy. I had him back on after a couple of years of not hearing from him and, uh, he wanted to do like one more and, uh, it seemed like things were going good for him. It sucked, you know, that he'd, he had a big drinking problem. Uh, but uh, he ended up uh, doing one, and he said, "This is my final episode." And I p- I posted it as that as the final episode and everything. 
and uh, you can actually, if you search it on, a, on our website here, Fiener's final episode or Fiener last episode, something of that nature, uh, or just type in Fiener in our search, uh, you'll end up finding it. Uh, but uh, he ended up call, uh, calling in like two weeks later and doing another one. And I mean, it was kind of, I was like glad because at that point in time, it was just me uh, doing the show at that point. And it was like, this is great. Heaven. Yeah, Fiener's last podcast is what I called the one. It was June 14th of 2020. He called in. And uh, that was episode 408. And then he called in two weeks later. And we... Yeah, I'm talking about the Dr. Disrespect band with them. That's that's how, how long they've gone without... And they still don't have an answer. On the Dr. Disrespect, by the way. But, uh, yeah, after that, and then, shit. Yeah, it was, like, right, must have been, like, right after I fucking talked to him that last time as he fucking died because the the next episode after Fiener returns again is us, me talking about Fiener passing away. That's fucking crazy. Uh, fucking 2020 sucked, man. It fucking sucked. Uh... <laughs> Unfortunately, lost you know several people I know that year. But uh, anyway, um, Fiener was legend when it came to the podcast, and he came into a. By the time he came into it, like we were kind of the excitement kind of went away a little bit, you know, the early days. And he was always excited to be on, and he, a lot of time he was drunk. He couldn't remember my name for like I don't know the first couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> call me Jason, call me all kinds of shit. I'm like, what the fuck? You've been on I say my name at the beginning of the show every time and everything. But uh the uh story that like I'll always remember, which I'm gonna I'm just gonna close that out on this. Uh which I named the clip Down That Road. Uh <laughs> it's a story that uh that Fiener told of uh, a night out in Edwardsville. Um and, yeah, I'll just go ahead and play the clip now. All right, so uh, I go up to the uh, to the uh, the bar, and uh, there you there's, go. there's this couple up there that usually comes up there, and uh, they're like, uh, hey, do you smoke crack? And I'm like, well, you, you know. You did tell this story on the podcast, I believe. Well, this kind of sounds different. Is, is it different? Hold on, be quiet. Go all ahead, right, Fiener. Right. Go right. ahead. So anyway, uh, <laughs> asked me if uh, if I smoked crack, and I was like, "Yeah, it's not I do." So, uh, <laughs> you know, next thing I know, we're in the uh, we're in the bathroom at this bar, and uh, you know, we're sitting there smoking the crack, and she whispers something into the guy's ear. Well, he looks at me and he's like, "He's like, hey, my girlfriend wants to fuck you," you know. And she was like, she wasn't wearing any fucking, she wasn't wearing a bra, she wasn't wearing any panties. You know, she's dude. She was like forty nine years old. She had a body like a twenty eight year old. I see you not. She had a crack whore body. Like, <laughs> yeah, after you, you smoke a bunch of crack. She's one of those girls that's run around in the skinny jeans, and then you look at the face, and it's like, ooh. <laughs> I've been down that road. We don't go down that road. Nobody goes down that road. Right. Hey, everybody, be quiet. This is getting good. Fiener, continue your story. Um, what? 
Continue your story. Everybody else be quiet. Oh, so anyway, so anyway, it's like, like, you know, we, we go outside and we're sitting there and the dude's basically like fingering her in the fucking, like, at the table, like outside of this bar. Yeah. And she's all getting into it. She's like, she's like, she's like, we gotta, we gotta go to the car. We gotta go to the car. So we go out to the car. He literally sat there, watched me fucking basically eat his girlfriend out, fuck her. While he sat there and smoked crack and watched me do it. <laughs> he didn't jerk off or anything, or can you elaborate a little bit more? No, like, no, no, get into no, it. No. He didn't do did he? Like, did he? Uh, did he? Uh, did he give you any type of like, you know, reassurance? Like, AIDS? hey, you're you're doing a good job, buddy. You know, that's the way did, she likes. Did to. you wear a condom, Fiener? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, good. Did you do her in the butt? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the war economy. Did, Did you, you fuck her, her in the butt? butt? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you do her in the butt? No, I didn't do her up the butt, dude. <laughs> what is that, I, gay yeah, or gross. something? What? <laughs> who, who would do that? Who would do such a thing? Come Nobody on. involved in now, this show. Did she have a hey, big hey, vagina or was, was right it tight? Her boyfriend was sitting right there. I wasn't going to disrespect him, you know. <laughs> well, how would you be disrespecting him? Was he shooting you like death looks? Like what? Like, <laughs> I mean, did he tell only you? Only fuck like, her vagina. You better not fuck her in the ass. The ass is mine. Like what is the? You better, you better make her come. So was it? Uh, did she have a tight vagina or was it big? Did she have a big vagina? It wasn't cavernous. It was snug, nice no, and snug, it like a glove. It wasn't like a big. It wasn't like the Grand Canyon or anything like that. I mean, it was like it was kind of like. The I thought you were in a relationship. <laughs> what? Well, you you could just compared the Grand the Grand Canyon, and then like it wasn't like that. It was more like the Hoover Dam. <laughs> <laughs> Which, granted, maybe not the size of the Grand Canyon, <laughs> but still very large. <laughs> oh come on! I gotta tell. I gotta tell. I gotta. You know, fuck Jesus. Well, it's on the internet now, so whoever decides to listen will know. So, yeah, I hope you feel better. <laughs> you guys aren't editing. You guys are not going to edit any of this shit out, are you? <laughs> no. What's editing? We we. Uh, we... We really should. Uh, we really should uh, uh, get rid of the bar name. To be honest, I uh, <laughs> yeah. I just know how to hit record, stop, and yeah, then. Yeah, I did not mean to say that at all. Sorry. So you ate her out. Did she suck you off? What? Did she suck your dick? No, she didn't suck my dick. I just went down her. Did she eat her. your asshole out? Uh, no, she did not. What What did her pussy taste like? Was that good? Wasn't bad. Did, did bad. she like look yeah. over at her boyfriend at times to kind of give the like no, see if the things no, were okay or that, that was that was that was the fucked up thing about it because the entire time I'm sitting there fucking his girlfriend, I'm like I got him in my peripheral, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in my left peripheral because she's just sitting there smoking the crack, looking at me, you know what I mean? And I thought he should like stab me in the neck and take all my because all I had was change on me. I didn't have one. <laughs> well, you would have been very upset if he stabbed you in the neck. You know, I got all these quarters on me, and said, I'm sitting there going, is this dude going to stab me in the neck and all my quarters and all that shit? <laughs> well, I'm sitting here banging this fucking girlfriend in the parking lot. So did you have any second thoughts after the crack wore off? 
Yeah, I think you were just telling this story off the air oh, dude, the podcast I had, when I heard dude, this. The next day, I swear to God, the next day, I felt so fucking, like, dirty and just, like, like ugh. You know what I mean? Did you disinfect your no. dick or anything? Like, uh, bleach it or? What? Did you have to disinfect your like dick? She, like, like, at first she was stroking me off and then I started just banging her. No, I'm saying the next day, did you do anything to disinfect your dick? Like, bleach oh, I it or? <laughs> that, that's gonna help. <laughs> more of a more of a home remedy type thing. Than, yeah. <laughs> Remember that back in the if day, it burns, it works. About the, what was it? The book of home remedies and shit. <laughs> hey, I actually found a good home remedy out of one of those big books. Like my mom had one, and uh, it was a sunburn deal. I learned that uh, if you fill a bathtub up with cold water and you pour in a a cup of. Uh, Vinegar, it's basically douche water. Well, you you lay in that if your severe sunburn, man, it takes the burn away. You smell like a douche, really? but Fainer, you're not you allowed great. to sit on any of my furniture anymore if you come down again. <laughs> What'd you say, Muffin Man? <laughs> I said you're not allowed to sit on my furniture anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's he, he used peroxide. I don't know if you caught that. Hey, but. We, I, Hey, hey, we all got to go down that road at one point in our lives. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Fucking crack horse. <laughs> I, I can truthfully say I've never smoked crack and then fucked somebody's girlfriend in their vehicle. As they were also smoking crack. <laughs> and for the record, I still haven't fucked any crack horse while smoking crack. I have yet to go down that road. Not saying I won't. Not saying I won't. I mean, I don't think I will. You never know. I have not gone down that road. It has not been a thing, not been a thing, but uh, <clears throat> those were fun times having uh, Fiener on, and uh, I mean, everything I was playing uh, clips of, good times, good times, hopefully, you know, at some point, it could be a little bit exciting again, I don't know how I'm going to make it exciting, uh, I mean, I'm not going to play real Russian roulette or anything of that nature, um, but perhaps it'll be more than just me and a microphone, or or it won't. <laughs> Or at some point, I guess I'll stop. I don't, I don't know. It's just kind of what I do at this point. Is like Saturday nights, I talk into a, a microphone for like an hour. It's just what I do, and uh, I guess that's pretty much all I've got. The this is the ten years of the Slapbox Podcast, the Slap Aversary, big Slap Aversary. Maybe I'll do a little bit more prep before the 11 years. I feel like 10 years I should have done more prep. I should have went through and listened to more episodes and maybe tried to get a few more clips. But, I mean, shit, I already, like, the clips I did play, it was like, yeah. It, it went on, we went on a little while. This is kind of a long one. Uh, but uh, I was hoping I could get Shelly on, but, I mean, we both of us were so fucking tired. After the last two days, I mean, we're we're old men now in our forties, and uh, going back to back days, driving into St. Louis, riding the Metrolink both times, and walking around Union Station and then the Enterprise Center a bunch, and not getting a whole lot of sleep either night. Uh, Shelly worked today too, so <laughs> kind of hard to get that energy to talk for an hour. Although I cheated a little bit with the clips, that gave me a little bit of break. So uh, 
So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's all I've got. And as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.